Hey guys. Guys. <laughs> Welcome to our second episode, episode B of our yeah. podcast, Call It a Night Podcast. So exciting. Um, I'm Shay, just to introduce I'm, myself. I'm Rhea. So we have such an exciting episode today. Letter B. B is the second letter in like grading so i mean it's not a but it's still good so it's still good yeah it's still like above average (laughs) it's still a good episode it's gonna be a great episode because that means it's like just gonna go downhill from here (laughs) no no (laughs) actually yeah it is no um why don't you tell us what we're gonna be talking about today so exciting Okay, yeah, so we're going to do B for brown people in bands, something we are both very familiar with. (laughs) So, but before we get into that, let's just, like, catch up a little bit and say why it's taken us, like, has it been, like, two or three months to make our second episode? Yeah, it really has. Just because, like we said in the first episode, we are still just, like, full-time college students, and, you know, sometimes school is stressful, and it was also, like, towards the end of the semester, so... Life just kind of got in the way. Right. Yeah. Our semester ended in May and it's just been really hectic this past semester. Now we are both officially seniors in college, which is insane. It's it's actually insane. I don't even know. No, that is crazy. Like, it's just so weird. But we're seniors and we had our semester. It was like ending right around the... It was kind of like about to end right when we filmed the first episode but now it's all done. We're on summer break, taking a few summer classes, so it's kind of chill. And so we have a lot more time to record. So that's why we wanted to record today. I'm so 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 excited because brown people in bands. That is like Yeah, this is like our domain. <laughs> this is like like oh, the juxtaposition between the two things, like how we feel about brown people versus how we feel about <laughs> one very negative kind of and one very positive kind of yeah unfortunately okay so why don't we talk a little bit first okay why don't you tell us a little bit more about like brown like what does brown people mean like what does being brown mean i think it's like kind of like desi right like desi culture yes but okay see that's what's important to define like you said like what brown is because there's a large variety of brown people Mm -hmm. but in our terms, I'm Indian and Shay is what? Like, I don't want to say it for you. <laughs> yeah, from from Nepal, so like Nepali, I guess. But yeah. very you, similar culturally. Yeah, very very similar. And you know, it's actually really interesting because a lot of people I've been seeing this a lot more recently. Actually, um, a lot of people have debates on whether the country of Nepal or, like, Nepali people are even considered desi, which is really... really, Yeah, it's actually really interesting. I did not know that that was a topic of discussion, but that it really is. I saw a a TikTok the other day that was so funny because it was talking about... It was basically the trend is, like, blank topic and then slander. So people, like, basically slander, like, make fun of different things. And the TikTok was about South Asian slander. And the thing that it said for, I think it was for the country of Nepal, and then it was also the country for Bhutan. The, um, it was like Nepal and Bhutan um, wondering if they're even considered Desi or not. And it really? was, yeah, and it was That's a topic weird. I feel like of it discussion. Is. Like, I feel like it totally is. I know. 
know. I thought so too, but I guess it's because like Nepal is kind of, I mean, I can only speak for Nepal, but it's kind of like ambiguous, like because it's in between India and China, it's like a lot of the, I don't know, the, the more like intercultural differences, like between the people that are up. I guess you could yeah. say it is like kind of more diverse. Cause like, like you said, cause there are like two major countries bordering it, depending on where in Nepal you're from, it's mm-hmm. going to be kind of different. That's true. I think that's, I think that's definitely what it is, but Nonetheless, I thought that was really interesting. But for the purposes of the podcast, we'll be talking about brown people as in <laughs> desis. Yes. The desis. So yeah. we're both brown. Yes. And so, okay, how do we start? So what are, what, like, I guess like the biggest part of being desi is like what exactly? Like, what would you say? The first thing that comes to mind for me is, like, obviously, like, oh, all brown people are going to grow up and become, like, doctors or lawyers, which I guess we're not really the best examples for (laughs) going against that. But um, it's kind of like just, like, oh, all Daisy people are just, like, really academically smart. Right. Kind of like stereotyping, stereotyping Daisy people, brown people, which, to be fair, I feel like a lot of times the stereotyping is kind of, like, unfortunately it's like kind of accurate like that is how a lot of brown people are and I feel like that kind of like it comes from the from the culture like that's just how we're brought up kind of yeah because like it's also like brown culture to kind of like always be seen as like kind of like doing like the best you know yeah it's like you want people to see you as like you know like you're doing so well for yourself like you never want to be caught slipping as a brown exactly exactly (laughs) they want like you're like a lot of times your family just wants you to be like the best of whatever you possibly can be yeah definitely and I feel like they there's so much emphasis put on how other people will see you for some reason or like not even people in your own family it's like people in the greater desi community brown it's, yeah it's community. like societal expectations exactly and that's why it's like you know sometimes it's like yeah the stereotypes are it's not fun <laughs> to be stereotyped like in that way but sometimes like it is quite accurate unfortunately but so yeah like you said we do kind of we're not the best example i guess of that because like i am studying to be a lawyer <laughs> and i'm a pre-med student so, <laughs> so yeah. but we do fall under that bracket, but, like, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. because Like, okay, so for, I want to give, like, an explanation of, like, how it is in India. Mm-hmm. Right? So in India, it's almost like everyone is, like, an engineer or, like, a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you either go into, like, the sciences or you go into, like, um, engineering or you go into, like, whatever arts or communications. But that's, like, a much smaller field, I think. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, like, expected, like, oh. When you grow up, you're just going to do something along, like, you know, those lines. Right. And so I feel like for a lot of people, it kind of transitions, because obviously a lot of Desi people in America are, like, immigrants, or, like, mm-hmm. either first or second generation immigrants, right? Yeah. So those, like, expectations still hold true over here, because that's just how it is, like, in the homeland. <laughs> so, <laughs> in the motherland. In the motherland. <laughs> so, yeah, it just kind of directly carries over here, which makes sense. And honestly, like, sometimes it is good because, like, when, like, your family or, like, when people hold up to higher expectations, you do perform better, you know? Yeah, that's true. Sometimes... But it also can be yeah. very stressful. Exactly. Sometimes the pressure... It, I mean, maybe not pressure, but the support that you get is great because, like, you know, your family and, like, your extended family is, like, supporting you and, like, you're... You know, they're hoping for your success and everything, but then 
the other side of that is like the pressure and the, not just the peer pressure, like the internal pressure <laughs> that you get from like just family, like forget about peer pressure. It's more of just like the peer pressure that you get. I'm sorry, the pressure you get from your family and things like that. So because when everyone in your family, again, has been either like an engineer or like something yeah. good, you know, like everyone in your family, like that's just like the standard, you know, like yeah. that's a standard for them. No, it's totally. like if you don't even meet that standard, it's almost like totally literally all of my um most of my uncles are doctors they're like a lot a lot of my extended family are doctors and i have a couple of insane right yeah that's crazy it is it is crazy but um yeah there's definitely that pressure and i feel like definitely another aspect is the peer pressure and more specifically like the pressure that you face um in the, in the community, like between other, you know, brown people, your age, like, for example, I mean, like you and I, we don't, we don't, we've never had like a competition <laughs> with anything. Yeah. Cause you and I are just like, not like that, but that does exist in like, the. It's, brown I think it's especially seen amongst like parents. Mm-hmm. More, Cause like the kids, like, honestly, a lot of brown kids are cool, you know, they're chill, but right. Definitely, you can tell a lot of people are very, like, heavily influenced by their parents because their parents want them to, you know, be valedictorian, you know, be ranked first in their class. And, like, that stress does carry over to the kid a lot of times. Yeah. So, I think a lot of it does stem from, like, the parents putting, like, that thing on their kids to, like, be competitive and, like, have to do better than other people. Yeah, definitely. And then they also kind of, well, I mean, obviously, it depends on the person. But, like, there's always that, like, weird competition with some communities of like you know brown people depending on where you are of like parents kind of putting their own children in competition with other kids that may be like your friends you know like in the in the brown community or like in your like little friend group inner circle or whatever so like people like for example i know like in the nepali community here in um our area um i only had one other person that was the exact same age as me and then one other person that was older than me by one year. But even when we used to hang out, the some of the comments that, you know, some of the people would make, it's like... They like pass, like, slightly, and, like, like you yeah. pick up on it. Like, you know what they're saying. Exactly. It's like kind of like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, but what are you doing? And, oh, where are you going to school? Or what about where you're going to school? So it's like, there's always that, like, underlying, like, kind of subtle <laughs> sort of... Judgment. Yeah, judgment. And also, like that way that they're kind of making it seem like, uh, you know, everyone is in competition with each other constantly, like that constant competition, even though like it's just not necessary. Everyone has their own life and everyone has their own way of doing things. Like who cares? You know? Yeah. The same thing in like that I've seen in like my Indian group, Mm -hmm. like whatever Indian community is here. Mm -hmm. Like there's always those like, and I think this also like goes to the overarching topic of just like Brown parents in general. Mm -hmm. Like, the ones who, like, are always asking, like, oh, what's your kid doing? Like, oh, yeah. they're taking this class. They're going to this college. Mm-hmm. They're doing, like, these extracurriculars. Oh, they want to go to, like, this grad school. Like, you know, yeah. oh, they got this grade on this exam. Like, there's definitely people like that who are, like, like parents like that who are always, just, like, trying to, like, scope out, like, all the other, like, what the other kids are doing. And they yeah. just try to make sure that, like, you know. Yeah, their child Which is, is the best. really weird, right? If you think about it, like, it's why, very like, weird. why do they do that? It's very much snake behavior. <laughs> it is. Very, it, very... Tr- it truly is. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I definitely, and you know what's so funny about that is that I feel like it's in 
every single brown community like there has to be that underlying competition even between like the parents um of different families you know like even if it's not like outwardly said there's always that subtle competition like within the household that's always being said like oh but so-and-so's son is doing this or like and so-and-so's daughter is actually did you hear what she got on her sat like did you hear what she She literally slept through half the exam and got a 1560 (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh that was hell please i hated the sat I said to you, who standardized testing? Uh. Oh my Don't God. stand. But no, yeah, that's it's 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 a very like they try to act like lie, like they act like they're not like you know, like they're like it's like an innocent question, but you know, there's a deeper meaning. Yeah, behind there's it. always a deeper meaning. But then you know, at the same time, there's so many positives to having like a brown community exactly. or like a desi community, especially um you know here in like the united states or like for people like us who are not who did not grow up in the country that you know our parents grew up in either in india or nepal like it's nice that we have a group of people that we can still relate to and connect with um yeah because like for like this is something that like i struggled with like when i was like almost like a preteen age is like when you are like when your parents like are like I guess they're, like, first-generation immigrants, mm-hmm. right? It's, like, it's almost like you have, like, an identity crisis. I know a lot of people, have like, have yeah. this. Yeah. Where it's, like, oh, when you're in America, you're brown. But when you go to, like, your home country, you're American. Right. So it's, like, what am I? But, like, the, like having these communities, it makes it so nice because, like, oh, there are other people like me who, like, you know, feel these same things. Like, you can talk to them about, like, struggles and they can relate to on that level. Yeah, So exactly. that's, like, a very nice aspect of, like, having, like, a community here. Yeah, and I exactly. always, I always think like I'm so glad to like be like to be born brown mm-hmm. because like the culture itself is just like so like you know so family oriented and like mm-hmm. you know just like so communal in a sense you know like yeah yeah for example definitely. in India like your neighbors like you do everything with your neighbors you know you know everyone on your street like you're always doing things but America's kind of like isolated in that sense like it's almost like quiet like life here because everyone is like yeah. so like individualistic and like focused on their own thing mm-hmm. but like. That's, like, one aspect I really like about, like, brown culture is, like, just, like, the community aspect of it. Yeah, I was just about to say it's very here. It's very um, individualistic, like you said, like, like society. And back in India and Nepal, it's, like, it's the complete opposite. Um, yeah. Which is, like, like you said, it's really interesting because that sort of mentality is brought here into, like, our communities, like, whether it be yeah. the Indian community or, like, the Nepali community. And it's just really nice, like you said, to have, like, that group of people. And, like, for, for me, especially, um, I, like, when I was growing up, I was lucky enough to have, you know, parents that spoke Nepali as I was growing up in addition to English. So I'm fluent in Nepali. So because of that, I felt, like, a little bit more connected to my, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, my Nepali whatever background. Um but yeah, it's really it's, nice like when yeah. you do like talk to your family in Nepal like in my case it's like Hindi like my parents mm-hmm. like spoke Hindi around us so I can speak Hindi it's like being able to talk to people like when you go back yeah. in their native language is just like a different experience yeah definitely and I feel like people also look at you a certain way and I guess in a more positive light if you if you're like for example like us I grew up here in America but we can still speak the language you know I feel like the yeah. people... Although really my skills have deteriorated and I do sound <laughs> very white when I speak Hindi now. 
which I is very shameful great. on my part. I need to I need to improve. I, I think to, you sound great. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, whenever me and my brother go to India, it is so funny. I just keep my mouth shut in public. <laughs> I'm like, I am not giving away any hint that I'm. Oh my gosh! Into. No, say something in Hindi. <laughs> say something in Hindi. I would rather die. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, yeah, but there's a no, lot but of it is it is really interesting, like because people always talk about like that bilingual, like being bilingual and how that affects like your thought process and stuff. Yeah, this is another thing we could talk about because it is kind of weird, like because growing up, like it's almost taken for granted being bilingual. Like I never realized it was like a thing. <laughs> it was just like the given. Wait, what do you up, mean? Then, like, what do you mean? People, like, people think it's really significant. No, like I thought it was just like normal. <laughs> I didn't realize like. Because, you know, nowadays on social media, people are always like, oh, bilingual people, like, they, like, think like this, oh, oh. hashtag bilingual struggles. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, people think it's cool to be bilingual, but, like, growing up, I didn't think it was cool to be bilingual. If anything, like, it wasn't, like, a big deal, but now I feel like people appreciate it more. That's, I, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, I also thought it was, like, really normal because, like, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was normal, like you said, but yeah. I can definitely see how it's, like, being more appreciated now because... I feel like, like, if I had to learn a different language right now, which we have in, in throughout in our school. school years, yeah, we learned Spanish, and we actually <laughs> took Spanish for a long, we took Spanish for three years in middle school, or I'm sorry, two years two in middle, years school, middle school, and then four years in high school, so that, that's a long time, and it was very, I mean, it was not hard to learn Spanish, I think, because we were forced to you know, constantly be studying it or in like, you know, learning it because we went to school every single day and learned about it. We had homework and things like that. So we had to apply our knowledge. But now that ever since I started college, I have not taken any Spanish courses. And I like don't have those skills anymore. I don't have those Spanish skills. So if I had to learn, for example, like Nepali now when I'm older, I don't even know if I would be able to speak as well as I do now so I definitely think it should be yeah no I don't so that that whole aspect of like being bilingual trilingual whatever multilingual I think it should be appreciated more because it's it's really it's really hard to learn uh, more languages like different languages that's another thing I'm grateful for (laughs) about being brown yeah definitely um but okay so an, something that a lot of people might notice about like brown and desi people is when, you know, we were talking about the whole individ, individualistic thing about here and like the U.S. and like some other countries. Brown people, obviously, it's the complete opposite. But there's also such an emphasis put on like family and things like that. So because of that, you may notice that a lot of people call like family friends or even like you know people that they're not even related to like auntie or uncle or yeah like really everyone is auntie or uncle yeah literally we call everyone auntie and it's not just brown people I know a lot of other you know cultures and people do that that. yeah but I just always thought it was so funny because growing up when I would go to school or if I was talking to some of my friends and I just be like oh yeah my like aunt is coming over for dinner this weekend or like I have my like and my friends would always say oh my gosh how many aunts and uncles do you have like why are there so many people coming to your house and I'm like no it's like my auntie you know what I mean like my Nepali auntie like it's not yeah. my aunt no yeah I felt that 
like it was for me it's kind of like a like a slightly different thing where it'd be like I would call like my neighbors like my white neighbors like auntie and uncle and they would be confused oh no like so like and I still call one of them uncle like if I ever see him and it's like really I'm sure it's very weird for them but like I just never got corrected maybe they didn't want to correct me but it was like almost the opposite where I was calling other people uncle and auntie which weren't even brown that is so funny your neighbor right now the one that you still call uncle is like in his mind, he's like, I don't know what to say to this girl. <laughs> I really yeah, he don't just, know like, how to He's correct. like, it's been going on for however many years. Like, it's too late to stop now. Oh, my God. Literally, he's probably like, what do I even say to her? Like, what can I say? And my parents never said anything either. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, uh, it's so weird. That is so funny. But, yeah, no. So we call uh, basically everyone auntie or uncle and then even our um I wouldn't say it's like not the people that are the same age as us but people that are older usually I call more um so like you know sister like brother in like Nepali or like I guess also in like Hindi obviously um yeah so So it's like if there's like a family friend Mm -hmm. and like one of their like kids is like a lot older than us I'd say like like Didi if it's like a girl yeah, and then for it's also Didi in Nepali actually, but um, the for brother would be Dada for <laughs> Nepali, so it's like Dada. <laughs> like, actually, Dada is how you say it in Marathi, which is because like my mom speaks Marathi. Uh-huh. So like when I was a kid, my mom tried to get me to call Sagar Dada. Yeah, and like I used to call him that sometimes, but it never stuck. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's so sweet. But yeah, that's the that's the Marathi word for it. That's so cool. Similarities. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Between yeah, a lot of the languages, but in Hindi, um, especially between Hindi and Nepali, like I can understand like a good amount of what you say sometimes. Yeah, yeah. There was one time actually where I was um, um, speaking to my sister, and you understood everything that I even, and I was speaking in Nepali completely, and you understood everything that I was saying. Yeah, it's the similarities are actually kind of crazy sometimes. Like, I like yeah. the, does the same stem from the same language maybe? I think like so. Sanskrit or yeah, something. Yeah, it definitely stems from the same language. Yeah. If Hindi doesn't stem from Sanskrit, then I just looked really stupid. <laughs> I mean, if, uh, we're not professionals here, guys. We I'm don't not a really... linguist. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know the ins and outs of, of language, and we don't really know. But we're just saying it because... is Sanskrit. I just googled it. Oh my god! Thank gosh. Okay. <laughs> I've been so bad. If I got that wrong. Completely stupid. Just Rian Shay looking completely stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> on the podcast. No, but so. There's, um, I guess it's, like, not really kind of a stereotype of, like, how um, aunties specifically in brown communities, like, brown aunties are very um, judgmental and there's always, like, horror stories that people have that they're, like, annoying or whatever. So this next little segment, we're going to talk about annoying aunties which is so exciting. So so this is what we're going to do. So we're going to go back and forth and we're just going to say one worst, (laughs) the worst, or it could be really horrible or it could be really funny. So the worst um, or funniest brown auntie story that we have. I have, to, I have to think of some. Mm-hmm. I, I have one for now, but I don't know if I can think of multiple. Okay. Okay. Like. No, you go. We'll just do one probably. So okay. you have one? Yeah, I have one. Okay. It's pretty short, but like a big thing, I guess, is like 
especially growing up like I don't think it matters as much now but like mm-hmm. the way like the girls would dress like some aunties were more conservative than right. like others right so like sometimes like you would know if like an auntie said something bad about like one of like the girls because mm-hmm. like you would hear from like their daughter <laughs> like right. oh my mom said this about like your clip <laughs> so like um one time I remember I wore like this dress uh-huh. it was like it wasn't like too short but it showed like a little bit it was like a two-piece dress uh-huh so it showed like a little bit of my midriff and it was like kind of like a little bit like above my knees uh-huh. and I just remember one of the aunties like looking me like up and down with her eyes and I was all so uncomfortable no. yeah and then like also like sometimes there have been instances where I knew like a specific auntie would be somewhere so I would like change my outfit to like be either longer or like I would change and not wear shorts or I'd wear jeans oh my instead. god yeah Wait, that's really? ha- definitely happened yeah Oh my gosh, that has never happened to me. Wait, so it was like one specific auntie that you were like, okay, if we if we know that we're going to this auntie's house, then I have to dress like a little bit more like covered up? Yeah, there were one or two. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, and like my mom is like, my mom is pretty like open. Like she's like, doesn't really mind what I wear or like, you know, because mm-hmm. my like personality itself, like I'd like to dress more covered up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like wearing like very like short or exposing things. Right. But like even like, and my mom like never ever, like my mom thinks I dress too conservatively sometimes. She's like, what are you doing? You dress like, you have a horrible fashion sense. <laughs> oh, bad, my bad. <laughs> Whatever. But then, um, so like one time I remember my mom was like, oh, maybe you should like, you know, <laughs> like, not wear that and I was just like oh great if my mom is saying that then yeah oh that's that's so sad though that like you have to like think about it before you go to this one specific person's house that's so annoying like the fact that you know you even have to think that is like why do other people care so much about you know what we wear yeah even though we're young I mean we're young like we're you know, where you Yeah, I was, like, I was, like, pr- like probably, like, in my mid-teens or, like, maybe even, like, really young. Like, mm. kind of, like, that age. Yeah. Well, that is, I guess that's one of your worst stories. <laughs> worst auntie stories. Brown auntie stories. Yeah, just being, like, conscious of clothing, kind yeah. of. Was one, of the, one of the things that, like, stands out to me. Yeah. So, mine is actually, mine is also, <laughs> mine's also a negative one. <laughs> unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately Um, unfortunately um so there was um so this was about let me think it was probably around 2016 2017 um so like I said before there's one other um friend that I have in the Nepali community who is the same age as me and then the other friend that I have is one year a little more than one year it's like one year and a however many months older than me but the three of us were really close friends because you know we had similar interests like we could relate to each other around the same age so we whenever there were big Nepali parties we would obviously see each other all the time so and I just like as like to preface this whole thing I am compared to them I am a little bit (laughs) bigger in terms of my body type and size so um, one of my friends, especially one of the girls, um, she at the time was literally a size zero in like clothing. And the other one was like a size like two. So me, I was like kind of the odd one out at the time. A little bit, you know, I was a little bit bigger compared to the two of them. But that was like never an issue. I mean, you know, people don't really talk about 
bodies like that, especially between like friends. So that was never an issue between our little friend group, us three. But there was one night, there was a uh, big party and we were at one of the auntie's houses. And I remember my friends, my two friends and I, we were just, you know, hanging out in one of the rooms, talking, catching up. And obviously at these sort of parties, I know it's probably the same for the Indian parties too. Every time someone comes, you have to like make rounds and say hello yeah. to all the aunties and all the Do uncles. all the greetings. Exactly. Just be like, hi, give them like a weird like side hug. <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, like the awkward like hover hand hug. Yeah, hover hand hug. And then they're like, how's school? And you're like, good. It's like, yeah, okay. Like basic. <laughs> basically. And so one of the aunties actually came into our room and she was saying hi to us. And I actually already did not kind of like this auntie because she was just, I don't know, she always just gave me weird vibes. And I know that sounds so annoying to say. No, that's that's honestly valid. No. Like that, that does happen. Yeah. You do get okay, weird so, vibes from, from, from people. Yeah, weird vibes, weird vibes. So she always gave me like weird vibes because I always felt like she was like judging me. Like, I don't know why, but I just felt like she was judging me always. And so... Um, she also, uh, so basically she came and she said hi. And the entire time she wasn't even looking at me, like me and my two friends who we were sitting right next to each other. Like the three of us were sitting in a row, like right next to each other, like on, on the um, couch. And so she didn't even look at me and I was like, okay, kind of weird. And she said hi to my other two friends. And I was like, I also said hi. And she just like quickly looked over at me and like looked back. So like she acknowledged that I was there for a second, but then she like looked back away like immediately. So I was like, okay, um, I guess that's a hi. Um, and then she specifically pointed out to one of my friends like, oh my gosh, you look so good. Like you have lost so much weight to one of my friends. And oh my, gosh. my friend was like, oh, like she was like visibly confused. She was like, oh, um, I haven't lost any weight at all. I, That's so weird that you would say that. She was like, no, I have. I'm not even trying to lose weight. She was like, I've been eating a lot. Like, she was like, I have not lost weight. And then she was like, uh, the auntie was like, oh, no, you've lost so much weight. You look so good. Both of you look so good. And oh, my she, gosh. She said it to my two other friends and not me. I would have, like fought her oh my gosh when I tell you I was like I was in shock for a little bit I was like <laughs> um and then right after she said that I was like okay I'm so done like I <laughs> I was like yeah no I hate this I don't like her so I immediately was like you know what why am I even giving this woman any of my attention so I immediately just like turned around and like I acted like I had something going on on my phone and I actually like pretended to um just like have a text on my phone or something so I was like oh like I was like pretending to like reply to like I don't know like my sister or something on on text and she you know the auntie she just like was talking a little bit and then she was like she came over to the side of the bed that or side of the couch that I was on and she was like oh hi to me and I was like, oh hi. my gosh. And then she walked out of the room. Like she had this whole conversation with my other two friends. Like, what is the point? Like, like you're younger than her. Like, why would she do that? I know. And you know, she like, was you're like, like, you're like, you're considered one of the kids. So like, how could you do that? To, like, I know. One of your friends' kids. I know. I know. And like, it obviously it doesn't help that I like, 
it, I was, I already had been feeling bad about how I looked anyways, like at the time, you know, um, because sometimes it's hard being friends with uh, people. Obviously, like I, I love my two friends, but, um, it's sometimes it's hard being friends with two people that are like a you know drastically different body type and shape as you because if you're like insecure like me you always like feel very conscious of yourself so every yeah. time I would dress every time I would like wear something every time we would hang out even I was I would always be like oh my gosh I don't want to look so you know big in front of them or like I've always been concerned about that so when she pointed that out like not even in a direct way like in a kind of weird like indirect kind of no, that, that shady so way I was horrible. like okay I don't like you anymore so but don't worry guys rest assured after that took place I did not give that woman like the time of day ever even when we went to her house as I was you like, should I was like you know what whatever and I think later in the um a few years later she kind of changed I don't know her personality like drastically changed and she suddenly became very nice to me. So I don't know what happened there, but... Maybe she was also... Maybe she was in, like, a bad place when she said that. Because I cannot imagine anyone, like, with a, like, normal functioning, like, human brain or, like, mm-hmm. empathy system to ever do something like that. Like, I that know. That is so awful. And that is I... so awful. <laughs> it is so awful. And at the time, I was, like, so confused because, again, I was, like, probably either 16 or 17. And I was, like... Who does that in my mind too? I was like, why would you even do that? And when I, I remember I told my parents um, about it later and I was like, I don't know. I was like, maybe I just took this the wrong way. And both of my parents were like in shock also because it was, it's just like, who even says that or who even does that? They were no, like, no, no what? one says that. No one does that. Exactly. But actually, you know what though? One thing I will say is like, I guess this is a negative aspect of brown people yeah. is there actually are a lot of brown people who will just like openly comment about your weight or how you look yes yes they will which they will. is a very I think I think it's a, it can be very toxic because there's a lot of people toxic. who aren't even like overweight and they'll be like you look like you gained weight and it's like what yeah no it, it is very toxic and and um you know, I just, I always find it funny. So I went, I went to Nepal in um, 2016, actually with my sister. And obviously when you go back to, I know it's exactly the same when you go to India, but it's like, when you go back, you obviously have to meet, like, you know, reconnect and meet with all of your relatives that are still there. And there's also maybe some very extended family that you otherwise would literally not even know existed (laughs) until you meet them there Mm -hmm. but I also remember there was one time where um when I was there we went to go meet an extended family member um from like my mom's side like very like I did not know this person but um you know I went with my grandmother at that time me and my sister and my grandmother and my sister is um you know she's she's like smaller size than me um and when we went the relative the extended family member was kind of it was like oh um to me they said oh uh oh you look just like your grandmother you you are like you look just like your grandmother my grandmother is like a little bit heavier you know and then specifically pointed to my sister and said you look nothing like like them and I was like okay I was like, whoa, 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 chill out, sir. I can make a lot of comments right now as well about you, but I will not stoop to that level. But I will hold my tongue. 
No, but... the same thing happened to me when I went to India once. I'll never forget. Like, one of my family members said I look like a wrestler, and I was like... Oh, my God. And I was like... And all, like, me too. At that time, I was like an insecure, like... Yeah. I was pretty young, maybe like 14 or 15. And, like, yeah. I was already, like, having, like, body, like image issues being insecure and like the worst thing is that happened like when i was like asleep but i, I wasn't actually asleep i was just like laying down with my eyes closed mm-hmm. and like my my mom was next to me and like my family member was there too and they said it when they thought i was asleep and oh it made me God. feel so much worse no that is so horrible and they you know people say it's so casually i don't i it's, yeah, it's and, and like at that, I remember too. Like at that point, my mom was like, "Are you saying she like gained weight?" And they're like, "No, no, I'm not trying to say it that way." But I was just like, "Oh," and I was like, "Thank you, Mama, for sticking up for me." But <laughs> still hurts. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a wrestler. Like really? No, it's it's actually insane, and I also find it hilarious how they are so unoriginal in their comments, like. It's so funny you said wrestler because my mom told me once um, after she had given birth to me when she went back to Nepal, people in Nepal called said that she looked like a WWE wrestler specifically. Like what is like wrong what people? <laughs> like what? Why are you guys so obsessed with wrestlers? Like what the hell? Tell me, it's because everyone in like I, I, I'm in India and I'm I guess maybe in Nepal too, but like they're all like so skinny there. But it's also because like they don't really have like a lot of like transportation like no one really has cars in india so people mm-hmm. like end up walking like everywhere <laughs> like a lot of people like in their like younger years are just naturally like skinnier because yeah. they just walk ev- like literally everywhere yeah that's that's very true but also i it's like sometimes it's just funny it's like the same people that make those comments are like the same people that are probably also a little bit he- like you know heavier too like not yeah. so so like stick skinny um but i don't know i just find it funny but yeah we're just we're just ranting down about like the negative <laughs> the negative yeah. negative side. But that was a tangent. That was like an unplanned tangent. Yeah, that was an unplanned tangent. Sorry guys. We're not trying to bash on the brown community at all because there's so many yeah. things. <laughs> we're gonna get cancelled after episode two. <laughs> we're gonna get cancelled by the brown community. No, we love the brown community actually. Like, oh yeah. We'll um, not trade it for the world. Exact no, there's so many positive Rhea and I were literally on a um Bollywood and well, I mean, that was in college, but we were on like a dance team. We yeah. live, breathe, eat, sleep, brown and Desi culture. We love yes. it. We love it. And also shout out to, I mean, no one is, no one from our dance team is probably listening, but shout out to <laughs> our dance team, India Fest champions every year, first place in all three categories. <laughs> yeah, we did that. Um, we did that. We really did just that. Just saying. Yeah, just <laughs> Just putting that out there. Yeah, we don't talk about our college team though. Yeah, but we we don't we, we kind of slide over that one. Yeah. Um, but the other one was great. <laughs> but we were on a on a Bollywood fusion team in college as well. Yeah, we were there for our like in our freshman year, and it was fun. But we just didn't give the best performances. Yeah, we weren't the best. Which is fine, but our... That's, you know, that's yeah. fine, yeah, because at the end of the day, we met a lot of great people through it, and it was really fun. It kept yes. us, like, active our first semester. Very true. It was a great experience, but... It is a great yeah, experience. Yeah, so, like, Desi culture is very ingrained in our lives, and we do yes. love it. We do love it. So, with that being said, let's go on and talk... It's great that we're talking about, like, music and, like, dancing and stuff, because the next little segment that we have 
is about probably something that has taken up a large portion of both of our lives growing up. And that is the existence of bands. Yes. And I'm just, I'm just going to say this, um, (laughs) by bands, I would say that I have a very plain taste in music and that I probably don't listen to actually good bands. (laughs) (laughs) I have been a sucker for boy bands my entire life, basically. So when I say bands, I mean probably not bands that like, you know, people who are like with 100 IQ music taste would be like, not 2000 IQ IQ, like would be like, oh, these bands are great. No, I just listen to like normal pop bands. Yep, 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 yep. And um, to anyone listening, we're really sorry because we're not talking about those kinds of like cool bands that you know some like those like indie like early yeah like. <laughs> exactly we're not talking about those unfortunately um because we at the time of all of you know our obsession with these bands were taking place we were little teenage girls so <laughs> you know you can imagine what kind of bands we were really into at that time but yeah. so yeah, so exciting that we're talking about bands because, I mean, for me, this started a long time ago. <laughs> a yeah, long time ago. What about what about you? So, like, growing up, like, uh, prior to the age of ten, I wouldn't really say that I was like a big band like person. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I liked the Jonas Brothers, but that was just like a very like casual, yeah. like, oh, their song comes on Disney Channel. Yes, I have a crush on Joe Jonas. Like, you know, the basic. Oh my god, the hottest. Um, but never anything serious. But I think the like the first band that I started like really obsessing over was probably like One Direction. Yes, and so, that was when I was like twelve. <laughs> for me, I was a little weird because when I was growing up, I really, really, really loved obviously like most people watching Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, and there was, you know, a TV show on Nickelodeon. Don't say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's very cringy. I'm apologizing in advance. Don't say it. I promise it's not weird. Okay. I I mean, I promise it's not. You can look it up. Okay. You can look it up. It's a real thing. It was a real thing. But it it was called the Naked Brothers Band. Okay. Wait. So wait. Hold on a second. I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds weird. First of all, I need you, whoever is listening right now, please pause this. Go on Google and Google Naked Brothers Band. I promise you it's not weird, okay? Okay, to be fair, I did watch a couple of episodes of their show. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was but not I just bad. Think that, that name is just atrocious. Like, who approved of that? I know. And then allowed it to be on Nickelodeon. Yeah, I know. It, it, it was like, what? a little sus. <laughs> it is kind of... A little sus. It was a little bit weird, but... So that was, and, and, you know, at the time I was like, oh, this is a show. And I really enjoyed the show as a, you know, as a young child. However, they actually were a band. Like they were a band, actually. They had music. Like out of the show, they were a band? Yeah, they were a band. And it was actually um, the two brothers. I'm going to look at their record label. Were they under like Nickelodeon's record label? Yeah, I think they were. But um, so the, the actual brothers are Nate and Alex Wolf, who are now very prominent actors in John Green films. So <laughs> just John Green films. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like weren't they in like The Fault in Our Stars and then the One other, of them was Paper Towns? Was or, that the other one? Oh, no, oh paper, my voice no, cracked. No, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Paper Towns. Maybe it was Looking for Alaska. I think it was Looking for Alaska. 
Wait, did oh, they have was a it... movie for that? I don't know. What the I, the one with Cara Delevingne. Yeah, that was looking for. Or was that no? Paper? That was not looking for. So that, that was, was Paper, Paper Towns. Towns. That was Paper Towns. I was thinking Abundance of Catherines, but that doesn't have a movie. I don't. Oh. Think. So it's probably it was Paper Towns. Oh my God, John Green! Please chill out with the books. <laughs> chill out with the. I, books. I read his um in my sophomore year of college. I read his book. What was it like? Turtles all the way down. <laughs> What he he is good at his his genre of like writing or like his like you know his like age demographic teen. of writing like angsty teen like young yeah adult. he's he's good at writing angsty teen novels I would <laughs> angsty, say like that was about like a girl she had like OCD oh okay that was interesting. an interesting read yeah that is interesting actually I mean I I can't even say anything I'm as much as I like may like you know talk she. I still like The Fault in Our Stars. I still read that and cried. I still watched the movie and cried. I still read... Dude, someone literally yeah. spoiled the biggest plot event of that for me when I told them not to. Oh, and no. I was just like, well, there was my emotional roller coaster that could have been experienced. Because exactly. then when I read it, I was just underwhelmed because I knew what happened. That's and the so whole sad. book, I didn't get attached because I knew what was going to happen. Um, Whoever, at whoever did that, like, you suck. <laughs> Yeah, people always end up spoiling things for me when I tell them specifically not to. Same thing with, like, Avengers Endgame. They literally told me the end of the movie when I was like, do not tell me. And they were like, they said, like, a quick sentence about, like, the biggest thing in the movie. And I was like, I just said, please do not tell me anything. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. So, Naked Brothers Band, uh, Nate and Alex Wolf. Then the other... I think it's Nat Wolf. I I think it's Nat Wolf. I'm so sorry. And you think, stand them and you got their names wrong? I think it's... I don't stand them anymore, please. Oh my gosh. You're no, not but, a Naked Brother fan? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they call their fans? I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. Like, how do you... Uh, anyways, once again, we don't know how that name was approved, but um, I digress. The other band that I was uh, into at that time... Was Big Time Rush. What? Uh, 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 oh. First of all, they continue to be one of the most iconic boy bands ever. All of their Except music. Except for the one that was the Trump supporter. We oh, we yeah, Carlos. We don't talk about Carlos. I'm so sorry, Carlos. Yeah, we, we don't but, talk about him. Yeah, we don't talk about you. Um, I'm still very much a Logan. Was it Logan? Mm. Yeah, Logan fan. Logan Stan. Logan girl. <laughs> Kendall was also a great man. And you know what? James is also great. <laughs> a man. <laughs> he was also a great man. James is also great. Carlos, once again, sorry. Um, but yeah, they're amazing. And their music still today, it slaps. Like, it's so great. It's so amazing. If you haven't heard of Big Time Rush, please do yourself a favor and listen to all of their albums <laughs> right now. Um, how many albums do they have i only know like the two songs I like think, the two popular songs i think songs. they have like at least like two full-length albums at least seriously they may That's even have more crazy. they may even have more than that did they like release music after their show ended so th- so they would release music while the show was airing but i think they did release music after the show like after the actual show ended 
Which is like kind of like that's like a weird concept, right? Like with Disney bands, like same with the Jonas Brothers. Like yeah. looking back on it, it's kind of strange. Where like the band has a TV show, but like in the TV show they're playing characters, mm-hmm. but like those characters end up becoming the band in real life. Like, can you imagine if One Direction, like the same time they had a TV show where they were playing characters as One Direction? Like, I cannot imagine that. Yeah, I. <laughs> that's like a weird dynamic because it's like it's very they're weird. not themselves, but they are themselves. But they're still a band. But like. Is the band separated from the TV show, or are they, like, a package deal? Yeah, no, no, no. It is very weird. Because, I mean, I specifically remember with um, Big Time Rush, they, I mean, their characters on the show, obviously, they are characters, like you said, but, you know, they have the same names as their real-life names, so they tried to make it as, like, real, I guess, as possible. But still, it's a show. So it's, like, kind of that weird borderline between, like, like you said, what is real, what is fake kind of thing. Like, what exactly yeah. is what. But, I mean, the show was really fun. And I'm going to go and rewatch it also because they recently added it to Netflix. So, party, party. Um, but, yeah, Big Time Rush was the other band that I was into. But I feel like at that time, I didn't really, like, I wasn't a stan, I guess you could say. More of, like, an enjoyer. Like, yes. an appreciate. Exactly, exactly. But then after that, immediately jump all the way to what, 2013, maybe? 2012. I wonder if it was formed like in 2010, right? Or 2011? I think we got into it in 2012. Yeah, for yeah, sure. 2012. Was and that I, when What Makes You Beautiful came out? I. So I think What Makes You Beautiful came out like right after they won the. Is It was the X Factor. X Factor. Yeah, it was right after that. Like that was their first. Okay. It came out, single. oh, What Makes You Beautiful came out 2011. Yeah, Whoa. So that's what I was saying. I think it was right after, Crazy. that was their, one of their first singles as like an official band band. So. Okay, yeah, that, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so probably like started liking 2011 and really stand in 2012. Yeah, I, I think I started standing in 20, I actually was so anti One Direction when they first yes, came no, out. Yes, no, same, same. I don't know what our problem was. I was like, was. I'm not going to be like one of those like usual girls, like the, <laughs> not like other girls phenomenon, but before I even knew what that phenomenon was, I was just like, ew, like why are all these girls assessing over One Direction? Little did I know. Oh my god. They gosh. would be the only source of happiness for me through my middle school years. <laughs> Basically. Oh my gosh. One Direction. Um, our little One Direction era that we had was. Was iconic. It was iconic. It was absolutely It was beautiful. Iconic. <laughs> and I don't regret it for a bit because One Direction was genuinely I mean I'm gonna say this for literally every single one of the bands that we talked about <laughs> genuinely a wonderful amazing band I loved love love loved and One like, that's why like it makes me really upset like when I think about like after the band like disbanded and like how horrible the experience was for them because I was like mm-hmm. I know like for a lot of people it's like oh their fans are like 12 year old girls and like yeah that might be true but like when you're that 12-year-old girl, like, you know how much it means to you, right? Right. It's, like, when the people that, like, used to make you so happy that you counted on for, like, you know, making your day better when they themselves, like, you find out later, like, they were suffering the whole time. That kind of yeah. sucks. Like, I remember feeling so, like, upset. And they just, like, they just been it when we were, like, in high school. So, like, by that point, it was kind of, like, it had died out, like, the yeah. hype or whatever. Or the standing. But it still made me feel really sad because I was, like, wow. Like, how how exploited these people were. Like, they were, like... For so many people, like, a source of enjoyment or, you know, and then yeah. but they were just, like, dying on the inside the whole time. Yeah, and I, I just think it, I always used to find it so annoying when people would say, oh, 
like the fans of all of these boy bands are probably just like little like annoying teenage girls which like you said yeah like are they not people like (laughs) exactly and you know who cares about that who cares if they're happy then why does it even matter you know and I for one can say very very um confidently I was so so happy standing One Direction yeah Um, for sure they were just like everything about them like all of their personalities wonderful individually and then combined uh chef's kiss 10 out of 10 like you would when you'd like look up like harry styles funny moments compilation oh my god funny moments like like i used to like look for like that would like be the highlight of my day like sometimes yeah and then remember the um the adventurous adventures of (gasps) religion tacos tacos (laughs) oh my gosh that was amazing everything about um the one direction era that we both had was great like it's just so memorable even now it's so memorable i i um i just like when i remember middle school i remember one direction yeah like there were so crucial like yeah it's it's hard to describe too because like it sounds like in long term things like yeah they're just a band but like when you stand like a group, especially I feel like for both of us, it was like the first time we really like were that obsessed with something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like a completely different experience from just being like a normal like fan or whatever. It really is. It really is. And like, it was, I don't know, it was just so fun. Maybe it's also our, like you said, it was our first time like really standing and like following an actual like group of people that we like really enjoyed watching and listening to so it was like that much more significant to us like in our lives at that time but and plus all of our friends also liked the group so like at at that point like everyone loved one direction like you kind of like you know like they were like that big like just it was a given probably that most of your at least like one of your friends would like one direction like that was guaranteed so you had people to talk about them with like you know yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, we should talk about, like, because um, I mentioned who my favorite was from Big Time Rush. So we need to talk about who our, our, I mean, we obviously love and support everyone, but everyone yeah. has a favorite. Come on. <laughs> but the one we were partial to. Yeah. <laughs> For me, in One Direction, it was definitely Zane. Which is so understandable. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it was Niall. Which is kind of, like, I honestly, like, I'm kind of surprised at my choice myself. Like, I always end up, like, liking the people in bands who I would least expect to like. (laughs) What? Why why do you say that? Like, Niall, like, what? (laughs) Why? (laughs) I mean, he was great, but, like, you know, I would have expected to stand, like, Harry or Zane I was, I would also say. Like, thinking back. Yeah, yeah, you strike me. Maybe now, like, as you've matured, you, like. You yeah. like the more Harry or Zane type, but at the time you were head over here for like, head over. Oh my I God, was I can't so obsessed now. Like I think he was my first like official official celebrity crush. Like yeah, so like just enamored. Oh my god! <laughs> but not like I... in a but not like in a crazy toxic way. Like obviously, I feel like both of us are good and like we were never like delusional fans. You know, right? Like, right. Yes, we were very obsessed, but like yeah when I say enamored I mean I just very much really liked him yeah yeah and um if there's any One Direction fans listening I was definitely the type of person where I I I was like oh my gosh Zayn is just so amazing and everyone I have I actually have two cousins that live in London 
And at that time, they would always make fun of me because, I mean, they were like teenage boys at that time, but like a lot, they were a lot older than me. But, you know, they'd be like, oh, of course you like One Direction. Like, of course you like that boy band. Like, of course you like this, like, you know, little British boy band or whatever. And they would always, uh, my aunt actually, that also lives in London, she, every single day in the morning when she would go to work, if there was a headline on their newspaper, their local newspaper about One Direction, she would always send me a little Snapchat, like, photo of it. (laughs) That is so nice. I know, but I just thought it was so funny because it was so, like, publicly known in our family. (laughs) That That you were a One Direction fan. You were a Directioner. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And then when I actually went to London in 2013 with my family, oh my gosh, I was so excited. Like, not even because I was like, oh, I'm going to see One Direction. Like, literally not because of that <laughs> at all. You tried but Nando's. I did. I actually got to try Nando's for the first time. I was so excited. And then, um, you know, there was like this one time where we were walking somewhere, I think, with like my, it was my older cousin um, that also, that's like from London. And, um, I think it was, it wasn't even in London. We, at that time we were traveling to a bunch of different like European countries, but I think at this time we were in Paris and we were walking to our like, um, Airbnb and there was a sign that said the word like Malik on it. So like, you know, Zane's last name. And my cousin was like, Oh my God, look, look, I mean, Shay, look, 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 look at this, look at this. And I was like, Okay, chill, please. You're embarrassing me in front of everybody. Like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, like, can you chill? <laughs> but no, that I is mean, so iconic. No, literally so iconic. Everything, every single thing relating to One Direction, iconic. Um, what else? I feel like it all like culminated though, like when we went to the concert. Yes, like, that was like the final. Like that was just like the the like, the peak of the mountain. You know, like like yeah. that was like I feel like that was also like when like. Obviously, like, before the concert, my obsession had gone down a little bit. And then, like, before the concert was, like, about to happen, it went way back up. Mm -hmm. But, like, I feel like that concert was, like, the perfect way to kind of, like, end an era almost. It really was. Um, It was in 2015, right? 2014. Oh, it was in 2014. Okay. It was, I actually have the lanyard, like, hanging in front of me on my, like, in front of my desk right now. And I'm, like, looking at it. And I have, like, I had cut my band and I put it on the front of the lanyard. So it was, like, the field section and, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, it was the so Where We Are tour. That is so sweet. I still have the t-shirt that I wore. Um, I wish I had mine. I lost mine. Oh my gosh. I was so excited. Um, I, I made like shirts with uh, two of our other like mutual friends actually. And it literally, I, I just like, I cannot forget it. It had like the, um, on the, on the front like pocket, it just had like the date. It was just like the date of the concert. And then on the October third, I remember the date. Yeah, and then on the back, it was um. So I, so we actually didn't go together, the two of yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> which is we, kind of weird. But we, but how did that end up happening? I think it's because we we wanted to buy the same ticket, but then I couldn't buy the same ticket as you. Oh yeah, because one of my other friends was going with her parents, and then they asked me to go with them. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay, I remember now. I remember now. Yeah. So then, um. I went with actually two other girls that are our like mutual friends anyways, but um, we all made like shirts and on the back of our shirt. So like I said, the front pocket, it was like a plain white t-shirt. The front little like, um, what do you call it? The breast pocket said like the date. And then on the back it had, cause we all like saying the most so it all on the back of all of our shirts. It had 
um, Malik and then the like our favorite number <laughs> or whatever. So this is supposed to look like a little jersey or something, but it was oh, just so wait, funny. that's like so cute. Yeah, and it was just it was just so fun to even make, but yeah, like the hype like of like attending and going to the concert. Yeah. I remember we had a um I remember we had a psych test that day. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, we did. We, we did, and I remember I see that's the weird thing is I remember so much like vividly about like prior to the concert like that specific day mm-hmm. but the actual concert I barely remember anything from it yeah I no. I think it was such a like a hype show I why am I saying the word hype I literally hate myself no it's um, fine it was <laughs> hype. What the, it was just a very surreal experience like seeing these people like in real life and like oh they're actually just people too yeah it's it's completely different when you're standing um whether it's like a band or literally anyone even like an actor anything um online or like you know you don't meet this person or people in person but then when you see them in person like at a concert or even at like a meet and greet or whatever it is on the street randomly it's so much more real and it's just insane I don't know why but like it just feels that way and when 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 we saw One Direction in concert especially like in our state, like very local to where we are, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is insane. This is like the icing on top of the cake. <laughs> it, it was insane. It was. And I remember Five Sauce, <laughs> transitioning to Five Sauce, um, Five Sauce opened for them at that concert. And actually, I remember during yes. that concert, I was not a fan of Five Sauce. I only knew she looked so perfect. And yeah. I still vividly remember them saying, like, at the concert, they're like, we're going to be back next year on our own concert. And then guess what? We went to that concert that next year, and both of us were fans of Five Sauce. I know. So Five Sauce. so crazy. Five Seconds of Summer are, like, I just thought it was so funny because people would always compare them to One Direction and say, like, they're the more edgier, like, angsty, punk, rocky, but also pop, basically, type of One Direction. And in a way, I guess, I mean, in definitely their earlier music, yeah, that that kind of is like pretty accurate, I guess. But yeah, we also um, saw them open for One Direction when we went to the One Direction concert. And then we ended up standing five seconds of summer as well. But it's actually really funny because a lot of people that were Directioners were already fans of Five Sauce anyways. Yeah, because I think a lot of people did find them because they opened for One Direction. Yeah, there was a lot of overlap. And their music also, once again, slapped, you know? Dude, I'm telling you, sometimes Five Sauce hits harder than One Direction when I, like, listen to their music back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The old Five Sauce albums are still so good to me. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? Like, the highlight of the, like, of one of my, like, I think it was either, like, not last month or the month before, mm-hmm. was probably just me rediscovering the entire Five Sauce discography on Spotify. Like, <laughs> I was going through my fields listening to it. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. No. It, I love them. They're, they're great. Like, both of them. One Direction, I specifically remember, even to this day, like, one of my favorite, um, my favorite song by them is They Don't Know, or songs, They Don't Know About Us and You and I. And then for five seconds, they don't know some, about the things we do. do. <laughs> they don't know about the I love you. <laughs> but iconic. I know, and it's so 
So, 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 so good. Like, literally. And then Five Seconds of Summer, they had so many good songs. Like, literally, so many good songs on all of their English albums. English Love Affair will forever be in my oh heart. My that gosh, song is literally just please. about them being, like, down to whatever. But it is so catchy and so yeah. amazing. Oh, my gosh. Amnesia? <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, <gasps> Yes! Oh my so gosh, good. they have so many good looks. They have so many good songs. Which, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, but I this is like a little like conspiracy I read. <laughs> apparently, English Love Affair is about Gemma Styles, and apparently Ashton wrote the song. Oh, about oh my her. gosh, T. That's actually T. I know. Isn't that crazy? Wait, that's actually really weird. Did they have like a thing? Apparently, they did. Oh wow! Okay, wow, wow! That he wasn't really subtle then naming the like they named the song English Love Affair. Love Affair. <laughs> That's actually really yeah. Not funny. I guess subtlety wasn't really their strong suit. Yeah, but. yeah, not really. Um, but let's let's talk favorites. So I I mean I specifically remember who your favorite was. <laughs> Mr. I loved Ashton. Mr. Ashton. Mr. Ashton Irwin. Oh my gosh, yeah. They were all so cute. They were all so cute. My favorite, though, was Mr... Drumroll, please. Callum. Mr. Callum. Mr. Callum. Dude, which, by the way, because we're going to transition into talking about, like, K-pop, but this, like, this, I saw, like, five sauce like last year or the year before they went on this one interview in like korea mm-hmm. and one of them called callum fat and i was like what oh my gosh what yeah yeah like the interviewer like, they were, called like, them fat. they were showing like called old clips of five sauce and then they showed the current one they're like wow he looks really different and i was like how rude that is uh, oh my god we're not even gonna i have so many issues with that oh Oh it was so I, I was I was I was so mad I was just like oh my I was like how insensitive you know like it's just but whatever so I digress yeah it's just unnecessary oh my god stand five sauce their new music also slapped honestly I don't really stand five seconds of summer currently mm-hmm. but when they release new music I do like listen to it whatever it's, it's there's they're still killing it they're still doing great I feel like honestly their sounds like they sound very different nowadays and I think that's because they're probably much more involved in their writing process. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were signed to the same... Were they also signed to, like, the One Direction's label under, like, Simon Cowell? Yeah, I think it was called, what, Psycho Records? Yeah, because I can assume probably towards the start they didn't have a lot of creative freedom. But I can definitely tell now that they probably really enjoy their music now. Because oh, it just yeah. sounds so much better and, like, like they actually enjoy it. Yeah, no, for sure. Their music now is amazing. When I hear... Like, I remember um, when they had their first kind of real big, big comeback uh, recently. I mean, I guess it wasn't very recent but when i heard them again like actually on the radio mainstream music like they they came back it was so good and i i was so so happy that you know it like you said it seems like they really really kind of like fell in love with their music again it sounds very much like what they like and want to do as a band and it sounds so good really really good and you know like you said even though we don't stand them anymore we still love and I know, guys, unfortunately, I am not, you know, even though I know you guys probably are hoping that I do, I unfortunately am not sitting in my car and bopping to the Naked Brothers Band um, albums. How could you? (laughs) How dare you drop the Naked Brothers Band? Oh my gosh, I know. I'm so sorry. The stands are coming after me. 
The nudists are coming after you. <laughs> the naked fans. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. The... <laughs> uh, once again, don't really know what their fans are called. It kind of concerns well, I, wait, me. Wait, I'm going to look. Maybe they didn't even have... Um... I really okay, hope maybe. they didn't because, like, what are they going to say? It's just a bad situation. Yeah, I I'm not seeing anything about a fandom name. It's probably better they didn't have any fandom name. But, okay, like you said. So, guys, after, um, you know, Rhea and I had our One Direction, then Five Seconds of Summer phase, we actually did go to the Five Seconds of Summer concert together. And, yes, yeah. we were those cringy, I mean, but, you know, we, we looked amazing, um, fans, and we did wear flannels and black tank yes. tops and basically converse um, yeah. to the concert with black skinny jeans. That is exactly what we did. And you know what? That is, yeah, as, as we should, as we should have, you know, we were living our best life. Exactly. And you know what? There is a photo of us that I took, um, at the concert and we look great. No, you know it's it we is look what happy it is. and that's all that matters yeah it is what it is we looked amazing but also an important point which we i just realized that we forgot was this was also kind of the phase when we made stan twitter accounts oh my god and that is huge because <laughs> our huge. twitter accounts have seen such transformations oh my gosh i'm so glad you brought that up actually because you are so right our stan twitter so do you remember what your first um handle was like on, on twitter yeah i'm not gonna say it just on the off hand that anyone ends up finding my account but it was um five sauce related and i think you made yours before me and yours was like one direction related yes mine was one direction related um and you know it's it's like it's it's so crazy because i also remember that you and i had so many followers on on twitter on our stan accounts and guys audience you know, our little night owls <laughs> that are watching. <laughs> um, you probably know with like Stan Twitter accounts, how some of them are insanely, insanely popular. I mean, I've seen one more recently from the K-pop community that has over like 30K followers. And it's just a regular Do you remember person. that one that was called like Zangels on Twitter? And they yes. had like so many followers. <laughs> I remember that. Oh my gosh. She, you know, oh my gosh, you just unlocked a memory for me. The girl that ran the Zangels Twitter account, I was so, like, I loved her so much. I remember I was like, oh my gosh, this this girl's like so iconic. And she was always like, you know, she was like a diehard um, One Direction fan. So she was always going to like all of the events, like when the concert, she was going to like the sound checks or whatever, like, you know, all the VIP stuff. And yeah. she was, that was iconic. But yeah, it, that's a great example. There's Didn't still... Didn't she have 100K? Huh? Did, didn't she have 100K? I think she she definitely had more than 100K. There was, yeah, she definitely She had. was like one of the biggest. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And there's still Stan Twitter accounts like that. Um, that with are just more. There's that one Taylor Swift one with like a million followers. Yeah. There, it's it's crazy. But anyways, so we had so many followers, actually. And I don't know. I also thought Stan Twitter, at that time, I thought it was so fun. And there's so many of my tweets from my Stan Twitter account that are still, 
there somewhere on the internet um, talking about, you know, One Direction and Five Seconds of Summer. And I just think that's so, it's just so funny. I don't know. It is funny. And it's also like, like our like Twitter accounts mm-hmm. show our like progression of like, I, I keep saying like, I need to stop. It shows our progression of the bands we like or the fandoms we're part of. So it really evolved with us, which yeah. is so interesting to me too. Yeah, it really did. So we started off with One Direction, Five Seconds of Summer. Then we moved on, on our Twitter accounts, I mean, um, to K-pop and BTS specifically, which is, once again, so funny because um, Rhea and I both were very much anti-K-pop. I I remember thinking K-pop was so weird. Like, in middle school, like... K-pop, I would just assume anyone who watched K-pop was not crazy. That's a very <laughs> way too extreme term. But I was I would just think it was for people who just I don't even know how to describe it. It was just weird in my head. Which yeah. I don't know why. I guess it was like that, that stereotype, you know, like, oh, K-pop is for like people who have like no friends, which is so stupid. Like I know. looking back. Like it's such a judgmental view to have on anything. Like, exactly. You should never judge anything without like, you know. Exactly, exactly. And so we were both, and I, I also think it's because since we were One Direction and Five Seconds of Summer fans, there was always a lot of animosity between <laughs> One Direction, Five Seconds of Summer fans, and basically the entirety of the K-pop community for some yeah. reason. It was like, if you were a One Direction or Five Sauce fan, like, that was all you could be. Otherwise, you were betraying your groups. Yeah, like, and, and uh, even on Stan Twitter, like, I, I also remember so specifically... Um, a time where there was like a hashtag trending or everyone was trying to get a hashtag trending against like the K-pop community or like the K-pop listeners. And I'm so stupid. I know. And I remember that. And I just thought it like, it's just so, it's so weird to think about now, but you know, we ultimately ended up being fans of K-pop and of BTS specifically again. And it's, it's funny because you started you started saying BTS before me and I made fun of one of the members not knowing that she stand the group Yeah. and then later after I became a fan because she never told me she was a fan <laughs> and then I found out after I became a fan that I was making fun of it to her face while she liked it and I didn't say a word and she did not she did not say anything I remember it was like a meme about like Jimin you know it's like once you gym in you can't gym out no 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 that wasn't the one it was like K-pop fans are so weird. They'll be like, choke me with your knee, Jimin. And I remember <laughs> thinking the name Jimin was just really funny because I'd heard the name Jimin before, but I had no idea what group he was from or anything. Yeah. Like, I just knew Jimin was a name associated with K-pop, so I thought it was really funny. So I was laughing about that to her, oh, and she was so like, ha Yeah. Oh, my gosh. that it, It's so funny because I unexpectedly started liking K-pop and I remember at that time, like I said, we were both kind of anti-K-pop. So I was like, okay, um, I'm just going to be kind of chill, like not say anything. But I was like, Let she never, like, she never told me. Like I started liking it, like probably at least like a year later. Yeah, it was And then a after year. I started liking it, she told me she liked it. And I was like, wow, you fake. <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was really funny. But that was funny. Um, I did. Actually, my my K-pop journey has been so odd because when I first started liking uh, K-pop, it was just like random songs from random groups. 
Um, so I started liking specifically. It was a song called "Fiction" by the K-pop Fiction, Fiction. by the K-pop group <laughs> Beast. And I, re- oh my gosh, I remember I would listen to that song like every single day. Like I loved that song so much. Um, and then I slowly got into BTS. I remember. Um, was that 2015 or was it earlier? I don't even remember when it was at this point. I feel like it was, no, I, I think it definitely was maybe like late 2014, maybe 2015. I don't even know at this mm-hmm. point. I feel like it was, uh, no, it, I definitely was 2014 because around the time when um, the One Direction concert was in 2014, right? Or yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so it was probably late 2014 because I started liking them basically right after that time. Okay, yeah, um, that makes sense. Time. But like, but not like liking them. Like I wasn't a stan. I just had just, just had like you listen to them occasionally. Yeah, like occasionally listen to a few songs. I'm like, okay, maybe. But I was, I mean, I had already kind of started liking them. Like I guess unconsciously <laughs> at that point. Yeah. But yeah, I started slowly, slowly getting into BTS. And they have just been the group that I've stuck with the longest. That later, um, I started liking two other groups that I would say my only main groups that I stand um, are BTS, ATs, and SF9. And SF9 has such a special place in my heart, but BTS is number one for me. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, that's how the ball rolls. Is that even a saying? Probably it not. <laughs> it is, it is. What about, what about I, you? Like, I'm sorry if I keep talking over you. My thing is lagging, but no, okay. you're fine. Um, I specifically remember how I started standing. Like it is so vivid in my head. <laughs> so we have a friend from middle school who liked BTS since we were in middle school, but like we never got into it with her. Yeah. And then in high school, she was showing me like a little bit of it. I think it was in my I don't even know what year it was. It was 2016, whatever year I would be in at that point. And when I first started, like, standing was the music video for Fire had just come out. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, spring of 2016. So I listened to the song, and I was like, oh, whatever. I'll just, like, watch the music video because she told me to. Yeah. And she had been showing me, like, little clips here and there. So I mm-hmm. watched the music video, and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm not going to like them. Just I'll watch it once. But then it got stuck in my head, right? So, like, yeah. Fire was stuck in my head. So I was like, okay, I'll just listen to, like, one more time. And then, you know, two times becomes three times, and then three times becomes 15 times. And then now I'm suddenly watching all of their interviews and all their other songs. Yep. And I'm learning about their storyline. You yep. know, I'm watching the music videos in order. Yep, yep. So, like, yeah, so I, it started with Fire. Like, that song came out, then I became obsessed with them. Was that, like, probably, like, that span of a couple months. And I remember that year, I forgot, I think it was like October that year was when Blood, Sweat, and Tears came mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. And I still remember like, because that was my first time being a fan for a comeback, the anticipation and how excited I was. I remember like the way I felt when I saw J-Hope's Boy Meets Evil video came out. Yeah. I was oh. like, so I saw the V-Live notification on my phone. I was shaking. I was like, oh my gosh. And then watching it was just insane because he yeah. killed it as usual. Nothing less. I expected nothing less from him because he <laughs> always is so amazing. But yeah. So I kind of started standing in 2016. And then I found out that Shay also listened to them. And the rest is history. Yeah. And I actually, I went ahead and I like checked really quickly. So 
20 I definitely started getting into them in 2014 because that was when their Dark and Wild album came out and mm. let me tell you Danger oh, oh it's so my good gosh. so good so so many good songs on Dark and Wild uh, Dark and Wild yeah um War of Hormone let me know are you kidding me this third cipher <laughs> I can't even hit a, I can't even pretend to hit a note that high <laughs> it's just so good and um so yeah with uh bts we i don't know like we we've been stands since then i think like i mean even now like i think now i have definitely mellowed out a lot more for sure um, when yeah. you get older you like and you start living your own life you know yeah. things change yeah you're still a fan but you're not going to be as obsessive also it's not just like an age thing it's also just when you stay in a group for that much longer you kind of get over your initial excitement and hype yeah. phase and you become a more casual follower, which is completely fine. Yeah, and you know, some people, maybe they're not like that. And definitely, you do you. Everyone exactly. is different. But for us, that's kind of what happened. And even exactly, even now, I think, um, I, like, I still love BTS. I still love ATs. I still love SF9. And um, we actually were supposed to go to the ATs um, concert in uh, in Atlanta and also the BTS concert here where we live. But the, I mean, that got canceled because of Um, Mr. COVID. (laughs) The panty. Um, Still so upset about that. Oh my God. Yeah. Very, very upsetting. But you know, I still, I still stand them. I still love them. Um, but maybe I just don't stand them as much as I used to. And my, um, you know, going back to the Twitter, um, stand Twitter accounts, we still have those accounts. Like, like you said before, I mean, we kind of went through this whole like transformation, um, one direction, then five seconds of summer, then, um, basically BTS. So that's kind of where we are now. And I think actually, no, right now you've undergone another transformation. I am not proud of, okay. <laughs> but in terms of the Twitters, and it's funny because like, like you said, BTS is the um the main group. Uh-huh. But there were also other groups like dabbled in there. Mm-hmm. Like Shay said for her, it was 80s and SF9. I also had a huge NCT phase. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot about that. <laughs> I I had a huge NCT phase. <laughs> <laughs> Stand NCT dream. Um, yeah, we love Jamin. I mean, I love Jamin. <laughs> um, hashtag Renjun for life. I specifically for love lifers. Jamin. For lifers. Specifically Jamin for me. No, I'm not a solo <laughs> stan. Don't come for me. I'm just saying I like Jamin. Okay, chill. Anyway, oh, we didn't even talk about our favorites and our bias in BTS. How could we do oh. this? Oh, we are trash. Okay, you can you you can go first. Okay, my ba- let me just go like through my top three um in my top three groups. So, BTS bias is Jimin, of course, which you know mm. makes the whole makes the whole um thing that Rio was saying about how she made a joke about Jimin even funnier because he was literally I my favorite. <laughs> literally my favorite. Um, so um for BTS is Jimin. For um, 80s, it's Songhua, which I love him still. He went what for a the cutie. pretty boy. Oh my gosh, he's so, I. Oh my god, I love. He's her. so I, pretty. I can't even. I can't even get into it because I literally I, I love him so much. Um, and then for uh, SF9, 
it's Mr. Dawan. I love him so much also. But SF9... He seems, he seems like a nice... He seems like a funny dude. Oh my gosh. He's amazing. And he's like always posting these like workout videos, which I always find is so funny because a lot of, you know, K-pop groups don't really do that. Like completely. He's like so unfiltered. He's like, yeah. And he like posts the most random stuff, like him working out without a shirt on, like him making weird videos is posting. So love him. Love all of SF9 though. Please, if you're listening, please stand SF9 because they deserve your love and support. Thank you for coming yeah, to my you got, TED Yeah, you have to advertise them. Yeah, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Did they, who won Kingdom? Was Did either SF9 or ATs win? I have no idea. I li- Okay, I'm... Okay, um, another <laughs> another uh, confession. I'm also a horrible fan because, like I said, right now I have not been keeping up with them. So I know that they're both on Kingdom, but I don't know what's been going on. I think the last that I saw, which is probably like two weeks ago or maybe even a week ago... Uh, I think SF9 had gotten into the number one ranking for whatever performance that they had done. Hey, but wait, I don't look know it up because I don't know right now. I saw I saw a tweet that was like, "Haha, the producer for Kingdom got fired right after the show ended." So I just know that the show ended. Oh my gosh! Well, I you know I don't know. We'll see. Maybe AT's won. Let's see. Maybe they did. One, but Kingdom. Either Kingdom. way, they both are amazing. Um, both both are amazing oh. groups. Tell me, oh, SF9 won. Oh, what? That's gonna surprise. I you, I would have thought like Icon maybe or like. Oh wow! So Stray Kids won. Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. You know what? They deserve it. They've had a lot of things going on. Yeah, good, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the show was great exposure for all the groups. Like, anyways. Yeah. Okay, so your turn for all of your biases, and I think you should just talk about like what. Even the smaller groups, maybe, like the other groups that you kind of like, okay. too. Okay. So, um, for BTS, this is what I was saying when I, like, earlier when I said that I always <laughs> stand the people I would least expect. Because for BTS, for a long time, my bias was J-Hope. And now, I, I wouldn't say I have a bias now, but for at least the first, like, three or four years, I was a hardcore J-Hope stand. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, honestly, it was the dancing that did it for me. I was yeah, a huge fan talent. of the dancing. The talent. Sorry, what? I said the talent is unmatched. Exactly. <laughs> I saw him dance in one clip and I was like, that's it. He's my favorite. I pick him. And that was just history from then. Yeah. And then for <laughs> NCT, let me go through all 57 subunits. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I would say like in the entire group, see, it's so hard because I like so many of them. There's, no, just name all of your faves. Okay, so I think okay, I I think my number one would be Red June. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me go through the subunits. God, I don't NCTU. Mm-hmm. I'll do NCTU last because I'll include the people who aren't like in the units. Okay. So, oh okay, yeah, good so idea. So NCT one NCT one twenty seven. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe Jungwoo. Okay. Or I really like Doyoung. I knew it. But and then for. Dream, it's gonna be Ren June, and then I also really like I like the entire I like all of Dream to be very honest, but I think Ren June is like my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then Wavy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta stand my King Ten. Oh yeah, he is literally unmatched. We Just love period. him. And then for NCTU, well, there's only like Sung Chan and then So Shotaro, I think, who aren't in another unit, right? I don't really stand them, but they're good. 
They're they're newer, right? Um, yeah, they've only been like one or two songs each. So, oh, okay. Shotaro was in Make a Wish, which is iconic. Make a Wish. <laughs> but yeah, so I went through like a huge NCT phase, but I would say definitely that phase has died down much more. Like both my NCT and BTS phase have died down a lot. But when they release songs, you know, I'm still supporting. I'm still streaming for them. Yeah. I just, I'm not, like, following their interviews or, like, checking on Twitter. Oh, they had this interview today or they had this, like, show that they did. Right. Now it's just kind of casual. Like, if I see it, I see it. I'm not actively searching for things about them. Exactly, yeah. I don't. I can't even remember the last time I, like, actually logged into my Twitter and sat there and tweeted something because I just haven't Literally. been doing that for a long time. But... Um, are like there any other, other groups? groups? Do you mention like other groups you stand? Yeah. So, what other groups did you kind of stand or also? Like? I think both of us kind of had a little bit of an EXO phase at different times. But oh, like EXO just has yes. great songs. Like old EXO music hits different. Like History is so good. Mama and there's a screamo <laughs> bit in it, but it's still it's so good. Oh my god! What was the other one? Overdose. So iconic. Oh, Girl, I I iconic. had um I had a really small. I mean, I mean, I kind of have like small phases everywhere, but I had a small uh, GOT7 phase where, oh, yeah. um, and I, oh my gosh, I still, I still think JB is so attractive. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, he's just so, he's just so good looking. And I don't know, the way that he makes like their music was so, I was like, yeah, this is, this is a man. This is a man right here. Yeah. And I, and I love him. Yes. <laughs> but JB um, from... Got seven, and then, uh, oh, I had like a, I guess kind of like a astro phase, maybe. I mean, I, I wouldn't oh, even call these like. Phases. I like astro a lot. You know what? I wouldn't even call these phases because I think the reason that I got into both of these is because I found out about the little dramas that they. Have. <laughs> both got Dude, seven and astro. I like I swear astro. I feel so bad for astro because I I want to get into them, but I just like I couldn't. But I love. I like Astro a lot. Also, Anu is just too good looking for oh this gosh. planet, but yeah, he's... he's so attractive. Oh my god! Yeah, he's he's very handsome, very very handsome. I like. I just want to give him a hug. You know? Yeah. He seems like he just seems like such a nice person, and he's so good looking, and you know, just everything about him seems just like very nice and like pristine. I was, yeah, I was. Just he about seems to like say... a like a top tier human. Yeah, I was just about to say he just seems so nice. I don't know. Like he actually I seems know. like he'd be a really nice person. But yeah, Astro, I really like Rocky. You had a you had a shiny phase. I did have a shiny phase. I, okay, I had like little phases where I kind of like yeah. would become obsessed with like another group for about like, like a, a month bit. and I would watch all of their appearances on like all of the little shows and everything and then I would, you know, like listen to their newest music or whatever. So I did have an EXO phase. I did have a shiny phase. For EXO, that was definitely very early on when I first started listening to K-pop because um, if I go on my Spotify right now and I scroll all the way to the bottom, the first couple of songs that I've saved are going to be obviously the BTS songs and then a few of the EXO songs as well. So definitely that. And then shiny, I don't know. I just, I just love... When I heard Replay, I mean... I'll never be the same. I'll never be the same. And then when I heard Astro's cover of Replay, <laughs> I was also never the same. Yeah, that too. That too. I'm so glad you that brought that up. That cover was so good. I'm so glad you brought that up. 
Rocky's high note is forever ingrained in my I brain. I know. This is like the talent. Oh my gosh. Anyways. But yeah. Um, I had a little bit of everything, I guess. But the only group, yeah. like, I, like I said, the only group that I've constantly liked constantly, BTS. constantly is BTS. Yeah. So, honestly, same. And also, but I have like liked girl groups too, but you don't really like girl groups. Yeah. I don't even want to get into it because I feel like I mean, whoever is listening to this, our little night owls, once again, I'm so sorry. I, maybe <laughs> I ha- <laughs> the, the decided name. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna call them night owls, guys. I'm gonna call you guys night owls. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you now. Um, to all zero of our listeners. To all- no, I think we have some people listening that <laughs> made it this far. Yeah, I mean, okay, you know what? It's fun to listen to other people talk. I, I listen to podcasts all the time, and I don't know who the people are. It's fine. True. I'm sure we have a great, wonderful group of little night owls. <laughs> what are the plural of... I don't even know. But anyways, just owls. Um, But um, what was I saying? Oh my gosh, I literally forgot what I was saying. I forgot too. No! Wait, okay, let's, let's retrace our steps. We were talking about... <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Oh my gosh, I'm so no. Uh, phases. We were talking about phases and then you stand BTS constantly and then um <laughs> Oh, oh no. my god. What were we ta- Oh, the girl group. Sorry, I get it now. Okay. Oh, okay. The girl okay, group. Okay. Once again, to our night owls. I'm sorry. Maybe I mean I know this is an unpopular opinion. I just never ever got into girl groups. Something about Maybe the, um, I think it's more of like the aesthetic or like kind of the, the, you know, the vibe that the girl groups would kind of go for. I'm just not really into most of the cutesy, most of, I'm not saying all of them are, but most of the kind of cutesier genre vibes of the, of the music. Um, which is why when Blackpink first came out, I was obsessed. I loved them. Their first, like, you know, their first, like, uh, what was it, Boombaya and Whistle? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was amazing because I liked like their style. Oh my gosh, of music. my mic just toppled over. Wait, okay, what? Sorry. sorry, my mic just like toppled over. Oh no. But um, yeah. So when Boombaya came out, also specifically, I just loved like that vibe. It's like a little bit edgy, but in terms of actual girl, uh, other girl groups, I have not been like liked any of them. So apologies but i know you like some right i think a lot of people a lot of people feel that way so it's kind of normal yeah which ones did you like though because i know you had a few yeah so i listen i feel like in general i listen to like k-pop as a whole a lot Mm -hmm. because i would like listen to spotify playlists so if there's a song that's like pretty popular in the k-pop community i probably listen to it Oh, okay. So from that, I've kind of listened to girl groups. I've never really hardcore stand a girl group, mm-hmm. but I liked I like Red Velvet. I know they're problematic nowadays, but I used to really like their music. Oh yeah. Uh, what other groups? I also like Blackpink when they first came out. Yeah. But again, it was never I I've never like stand a group. Exactly. But yeah. I like a lot of like girl group songs. I do like a lot of girl. It's like there's a lot of Mama Moose again, but they're also problematic. Why are all these girl groups so problematic? But I guess boy groups are also problematic. But like, yeah, it's, so it's just a lot of things going on with there. So I don't but know. Like you said, a lot of times, like the cutesy songs, I don't enjoy as much. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are some that I do enjoy. So I guess it just depends. 
Yeah, I think I think it depends definitely. And um yeah, I don't know. Like I again, like I liked Blackpink actually when um their first little singles and stuff came out, but I haven't kept up with them. I'm, I mean, I've heard their other songs obviously, like a couple of them. Not all of them, but like a couple. I haven't like listened to their full albums, but I mean, they had some good music in the beginning. I don't know if I like yeah. the newest stuff that they have. However, in the beginning... Not vibing with the newer stuff. I, I'm not vibing with but any of the new stuff. But... There were a couple of... Because they released their first full-length album. Mm-hmm. There was like... A few. I don't know. Their title track... I don't know. Their title track was like all right to me. Mm-hmm. Like the Lovesick Girls or whatever. Uh-huh. But it wasn't like a song that I would like go listen to like... On my own multiple times. Uh-huh. But I know that their song, like, their other song, I think it was their B-side, like, you, you know what I'm talking about. It's, like, called Pretty Savage or whatever. Yeah. I know that one did really good. Like, I know that one did. A lot of people I saw were saying that they should have made that their title track. Mm, okay. Because they said that sounded more like Blackpink than the other song. Yeah. Which I thought, was, I just thought that was an interesting. I was like, whoa. I don't know. Like, a lot of their fans I saw were saying that on Twitter. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, but, you know, I just, I think... They're still killing it. Yeah, no, I, I was just about to say, I think they're still doing so amazing, them and BTS. Um, love, I, you know what, I, I kind of love the fact that, yeah, they're, like, BTS is obviously the biggest group right now in the world. Mm-hmm. But we love to see that female representation, you know? Yeah, I mean, definitely, 100% yes. Like, I'm 100%. so, I'm glad there's also a girl group, like, which can... Honestly, people can say like they rival BTS because they honestly do in terms of views. Yeah, they, I don't know. I don't do. know about other stats. Maybe not. I think BTS like sells a lot. I don't know about other stats, but it's nice that there's another like girl group which people like know probably like more than other K-pop groups normally would be known. Yeah, I definitely agree. And um, I also think I mean, there's between the fandoms, there's always a lot of tension. Beef. I guess yeah, and beef. For sure. There's always a lot of beef and tension. But, you know, I mean, they're both doing but, amazing. Like, we stand by. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I think fandom wars are so stupid. Like, imagine yeah. if fandom just got together, like, what they could actually achieve. Exactly. That's what I always used to think, too. I was like, why? <laughs> the Demi Lovato. There's so much hate in this world. We have to <laughs> rise above. Like, that's... <laughs> What I used to think when I would see, like, you know, Blinks getting mad at ARMY or, like, ARMY calling Blinks, like, Blancs. Like, I just, I just, like, wh- why are we doing this? Why can't we all just... Like, like what? what's the reason? Yeah. Like, imagine if, like, their, like, fandoms combined forces. Imagine what could be done in the world if the Blinks and, oh like, my gosh. The, and the ARMY combined. Are you combined. kidding? No other music would ever exist. <laughs> Every other artist would just disintegrate into the ground because they would literally <laughs> just take over the world yeah basically but they're too busy fighting each other i know yeah it's sad i'm pretty um, sure even bts and blackpink don't even hate each other. like they probably are like happy, oh no you know there's absolutely no way that they hate each other i'm sorry yeah. i've been playing with my poppet can you hear it no what your what my poppet what is your poppet I bought it. I saw it all over TikTok. It's like the thing with like little bubbles. I have no idea what that is. Hold on, I'll send you a Snapchat. Okay. That's... It's like it has like bubbles on it, and you pop them. 
Oh, you're gonna the, know what it is. Is it the one that goes? Oh, and then you flip. It's like a one of those like um, it's like silicone kind of, and you pop it out, and then you turn it around, you pop it back in, and then you go back and forth. Yep. Oh, that's kind of fun. I literally just saw something about that like two days ago on TikTok. So <laughs> I saw it at the store for like five bucks. So I was like, why not? It was kind of fun. Oh my god, it's a steal. It is a steal. <laughs> it is a steal. But yeah. Yeah, but. So that was kind of, I feel like K-pop was her last, like, band phase phase. Yeah. But, like Shay said, she has been progressing in life, making actual life moves, and I've started another phase. You started another, it's uh, fine. Dude, it's so shameful. It's so embarrassing. Like, I can't even talk to my, like, other, like, other people about it because, like, I know it's so stupid. It's not stupid. It's honestly not. Because, like... No, it's not. It's not bad. It's not. It's not a bad phase at all. You're laughing at me. No, the only reason I'm laughing is because like I like I feel bad that you feel like you can't tell other people about it, even though it's not like that. It's honestly not bad, guys. Um, once again, our little night owls. <laughs> Why am I calling <laughs> them little? Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, you guys will hear more about this in a future episode. But I'll I'll give I'll give a like a one word thing which will just say okay, yeah basically mm-hmm. Minecraft <laughs> <laughs> that is so lame <laughs> no it's not it's not it's honestly not I get but, it yeah we we have a we have an episode coming up where we will go deep into this yeah we'll but... delve into this topic a little bit more <gasps> oh and I just I'm gonna add it to our list you can probably see where I'm typing mm-hmm. go to that episode okay. And we can also talk about this. Oh, okay. Um, okay, amazing. Because yeah. I, I want to explain to you in depth what I know about it. Okay. Yeah. Which I already did, but then I'm going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun. That's going to be really fun. But yeah, so that's our little episode. I mean, not really little. It's been kind of going on for a while now, but yeah. that is our <laughs> We kept episode. talking. Yeah, I know. We just keep on talking. But that's what this podcast is for. Um, exactly. But that was our episode today episode b once again brown people and bands so really fun i mean i always love talking so this is always fun for me um but yeah thank you guys our little night owls (laughs) yeah thank you for listening if anyone made it this far i know if um if you guys made it oh i was gonna say oh my gosh what am i a youtuber i was gonna be if you guys made it this far comment night owls (laughs) I wish there was a way we could, like, see, like, if anyone did comment. Um, you know what I think we should do? We should start uploading these to YouTube, too. Yeah, we should. We should. That'd be fun. Well, But um, I feel like, I feel like on YouTube, there's no shot anyone would see it. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, it's fine. We can try it. Yeah, we can try. And then in our, next time we have our, our next episode, um, Night Owls, (laughs) if we have that (laughs) set up then you can always go and comment on that. But for now, thank you for listening, if you're still listening. And we hope you guys have a good rest of your day, night, week, whatever. Whatever time it is for you. Yeah, whatever time it is for you. Okay, any last comments for you? Um, (laughs) nope. (laughs) Nope. Bye. (laughs) Okay, thank you guys again for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.